last time on the Encourageable Party. Hidden from sight, but still needing to keep quiet, the party sets up their normal watches for the night ahead of them in Falzern's conjured tiny hut. A few dark hours before dawn, during Shakara's watch, the Dragonborn rouses the rest of the party as two hushed voices break the silence of the night, quickly approaching. Falzren, can they see us in here? No, we, we should be good, Shaft. This is, we're basically camouflaged inside this dome, so we just need, they can hear us though, we need to be really quiet. Not yet fully rested, and concerned with starting a fight before the resources are replenished, the party opts to stay silent and let the voices pass. Two black-robed figures, clearly followers of Kralakina, do not notice the party in their magical hiding spot as they continue into the darkness towards the city of Pisces. The party finishes the remaining two hours of their long rest, not entirely uneventful, however. A third cultist appears and is promptly attacked and savagely killed by an undead giant badger. What is this? What is that? Harry. Once a small wooden idol transformed into a giant badger to fight alongside the party upon an exceptionally quick reaction during the start of battle, Bariat the Vicious nestles up next to the tiny hut, catching the party's scent but unable to reach them. Mercifully, Shaft puts Barry out of his misery, ending his eternal existence as a reanimated magic wooden badger. Come morning, the party sets out once again for Pisces, arriving in the city to find the loud chorus of anxious voices at a town meeting at the docks, as the city's mayor consults with its inhabitants on their next course of action after the juvenile kraken attack. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and speak up, and pro- probably because I'm not, you know, a, I'm a bit of a soft-spoken guy. Probably they're all gonna keep talking over me, and I'm gonna be like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, everyone, and don't make any headway. And I'm gonna point my finger straight up in the air and let loose an eldritch blast. So this like crackling greenish black bolt of energy goes right up into the sky and I'm hoping that gets everyone's attention. That it does, as the party gains the ear of the mayor and falls and explains their need to get to Heracleon and seek aid from his strong allies against the Kraken. Addressing the crowd, the mayor asks for a soul brave enough to take the party to the island. I... I be taking them to Heracleon. And you see Grimby Chum approach the podium, parting ways so Grimby can ready the boat. The party discovers Campbell the Alchemist, excitedly waving at them in the crowd. And he agrees to help them in any way he can before they set out for their journey. And now, back to the adventure. You're too kind, Campbell. We are very grateful for your service and for your friendship. I'm going to try to look at his neck. Does he any gills? <laughs> his neck appears to be gill-free from where, what you can <laughs> okay. see of it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, are you are you guys actually concerned that Campbell is not what he seems? I mean, you could roll some insights on on him if you would so choose. No, Shakara is one hundred percent on Campbell's side. Mia's not concerned, but Mia has a uh, would like to ask specifically. Campbell, do you have any potions of greater healing or superior healing? Something a little bit stronger. 
I need to be supporting my group. Ah, of course, of course. I believe I have the sock for some of them, yes, yes. I will compensate you appropriately. Ah, no, 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 please, please. Just be sure to return to, to Campbell, and I, I'm, I'm very interested in all of your adventures, for sure. Sure, I'll trade a story, but it, money's not an object, Campbell. Don't worry about that. If you have to buy some things so that my friends and I can get superior healing, go ahead and buy them. I will, I will, uh, I will compensate you. Ah, you said your name was Mia? Yes, Mia Brightwood. As you mentioned your last name, he's like, Ah, the Brightwood. My goodness, money is no object. Uh, well, of course, yes, yes, you could, you could certainly pay. Help keep the shop running, yes, so I could help my friends as much as yourselves. Yes, for sure, so for supporting us, a fair price. Anybody that wanted to do an insight check could absolutely go ahead and do so. And that's an eight. Uh, Twelve. Based off of the functioning water potions that he supplied you with before, and his help, or the you know the information that he at least had to and freely gave you about his studies into the slime, you do feel that you can trust Campbell, and he has been straightforward with you to date. Okay. Okay. So uh, you're going like just back to his. You want to go all the way back to the gold knicker? I mean, he can. Like you said, he has the potions in stock, so he can get you some potions already crafted. Yeah, we've got to find somewhere to rest for the night, so I I guess I'm not sure what the options are in town here, given the current state of the town, but... I mean, we can go to the Jack Deal now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bryn's not around to be banned anymore. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what potions does he have currently? So he certainly has the common... Like, he certainly has a common potion for each of you, which is the, the base one. But he does have two greater healing potions he can give to the, to, to the party. So the, the commons are, as a reminder, to 2d4 plus 2. So he gives you four of those. And the, the two, the greater healing are 4d4 plus 4. And uh, Mia, I'm not sure what kind of compensation you want to give him. Whatever seems like he'd be happy to have, but not... Like, he already kind of offered them, so whatever. Mia, I think you should have this, because, uh, you know, you're paying for it and all. And I give her a wink. And you give me the potion of greater? Oh, I don't give it to you. I just say you should oh, You should oh, take it. And, thank you. Uh, I mean, Shikara, you're you're someone who typically gets up in, in right toe-to-toe in battle, right? Yes. Maybe you should take the other. Thank you. I will kindly take that i try to stay out of trouble as much as possible so hopefully I, i'm not i won't be in need of a lot of healing and you still have a few in your bag i right? do yes if if you need healing i am a skilled healer that's why i'm coming with you yeah i think it makes the most sense to to keep you two uh in tip-top shape so you can help us out i do campbell have a, a private question to ask you if you don't mind i don't want the others to hear not at all so, so Campbell pulls you like into his back room. Oh, excuse us for one second, as he talks to you know Shaft and Shakara and Brendel or Falzer. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. I'm just curious about any potions that help might make. How do I say this? Might make me more brave. I'm feeling really nervous about this kraken. Uh, I gave it the hardest. Like, the most damage I could give it, and it did nothing. 
so Leland, I was I was just Googling okay. <laughs> potions of healing, and I saw a potion of heroism, and I thought that it would be kind of cool. Sure. Okay. For one for one hour, I get ten temporary hit points. So I was like, maybe I don't know, maybe like when I have the money, I would ask for something like that. I'm feeling I'm actually playing, trying to play Mia pretty like nervous and daunted at the task that like the thing didn't get touched by 40 points of no, damage. Right? That totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. He, he does have one in stock that he can offer you for sure. Okay. So I'll pay him whatever. I have, I think I have 150 gold. So whatever you decided. So yeah, I would say it probably runs the uh, price of a, a standard healing potion, which is 50 gold. Okay. And then if I was paying for the greater potions, how much is that? Well, they're that's, each. That's they're all my 200, money. They're 200 each, but he wouldn't charge you that. 200 each. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like, he, 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 he's happy to accept whatever you will, you know, you graciously offer him. Because, again, he, he wants to help you guys, so. All right, Campbell, here you go. Thank you. And I give him for the potions of greater healing and the other potions that he said he didn't want money. I'll give him... Um, I'll give him 100 gold. Okay, like 100 total? 150 total. Ah, well, I shall get to work on your water beating portions and should have them ready for you for tonight. Thank you very much. Did you say water breathing potions? Yeah. Yeah, falls right ass form. Oh, I didn't. I thought I was like, wait, that was a couple visits ago. We're about to sail across a kraken infested uh, sea here. I, I want us to be able to breathe underwater if need be. So you guys are free to uh, find any lodging you need for the night and kind of just wait, I guess, for the the morning. Yeah, I think we'll head back to the Jack deal, get something to eat, listen to see if there's any uh, anything being talked about, any stories or anything that raises our attention throughout the, the bar. Uh, the tavern to see if anything uh, of good information might pop up. Yeah, by the time you get back to the the Jack Deal, of course, now the this kind of town's meeting is, is is over and it's back to being crowded and really all the talk is, of course, of of the Kraken. And, uh, you do see Tolstoff in the Jack Deal now. He's surfaced himself, and you see he doesn't have quite the crowd that he had gathered. Uh, originally when he claims to have defeated the Infinite Storm and monikered himself the Infinite Hero. <laughs> but there are there are still certainly people that are, you know, hanging on every word of his story as he's kind of recounting how he aided in, in the, the Kraken attack. And it's like, oh, you should have seen the raging flames of the fire and the lightning strike the crackle of it. Tolstoff! Like, jump up on the bar. Thank God you're here! We're headed out to kill the Kraken tomorrow, and someone like you would be a, a great person to have along with us. Come join us! Yeah, you interrupt him, like, mid-sentence as he cuts off, and you, you see that he recognizes you. And uh, he says, Oh, well, that sounds like quite the adventure. Ah, uh, but I believe my services are much more suited for protecting the city itself, I'm afraid. Ah, what's more important than joining us to kill the Kraken? Ah, uh, well, uh, I do not need all the glory, my friend. Oh, you can have it. The the, the, the person who dis 
got rid of the infinite storm as the, the one we must have with us. I agree. It would be great to have you. Tolstov, come with us. Cheers. Good job. Shaft, you roll a persuasion check with advantage, please. Persuasion? That would be at 18. That is a very good persuasion. So everyone in this bar, especially, the, like, it starts with the people immediately sitting around him. You see them, like, start... Tolstov. Like, Tolstov. Yes, exactly. Tolstov. <laughs> hammering the table and, and cheering infinite hero infinite hero and you, you see Tolstov looking around and sweating a little bit almost imperceptible yeah, almost imperceptible bead of sweat down his forehead and <laughs> drip, drip down the side of his face it's like ho oh, oh, ho well ah uh, when are you setting out my friend in the morning you can stay with us tonight so we can get off bright and early together oh well uh, uh of, of course, uh, the infinite hero goes where the infinite hero is needed. Uh, are you staying here at the Jack Teal? Oh yes. Well then, I sh- shall re- we can reconvene in the morning. Uh, perhaps I should slow down on the drink then and retire early. Very good idea. Uh, whatever kind of rest you need, buddy. <laughs> Thank God we're all saved. And you see him uh, rather quickly leave this crowd of chanters and uh, up the flight of stairs lead, leading to, to the rooms um, that he has has rented. I lean over to Mia and I go, eh, we're not going to see that guy again. Is he going to be crawling out his window later? <laughs> I look over to Shaft and I'm just kind of chuckling and very amused by being aware of exactly what Shaft was doing that whole time to this infinite hero. I saw him in in the town earlier, Shakara gave me the heads up. Okay, I don't I don't think there's really much we need to do other than drink and shepherd's pie. <laughs> oh yeah, we got You've already had this particular shepherd's pie, but I hear there's a, a new chef, Chef Boyardi, who now works there. Uh, came up with a whole new <laughs> Yes, I, I would hate to pass up pie. <laughs> I would hate to pass up on an opportunity to try a new shepherd's pie. And you guys can enjoy the, the evening, reveling in the merriment of Chef Boy Artie, and <laughs> consuming any beverages that you may so choose to do, and uh, can, of course, rent rent a room here for the night for the low, low price of one gold a room. Oh, boy. You mean one silver? <laughs> <laughs> So if there's not, nothing else you guys want to do at, at night, just kind of ready to retire and get on to the next morning? Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I think we would want to rest. I'm, as Falzern is becoming more and more of a, a little bit paranoid and less trusting, I think I'm going to use some of the skills that Gozer taught me to maybe set some booby traps or try and secure my room a little bit. Gozer would be so proud. Yeah. I, I do want to take a few minutes while we're sitting at the bar and ask Mia. So you said Brightwood. Yes. Well, tell me a little more about your uh, where you're from. I've been there before, but it, you know it's a smaller, little uppity type of place, isn't it? A lumpity? Uppity, uppity. Oh. You know, <laughs> like uh, you know, well-to-do people. Yeah, the town of Barrick does okay. We're a small village. We're a very close-knit community. Like I said, my family is very central part of that community, being in, you know, responsible for the Temple of Thor. What do you want to know? Oh, I mean, just 
And we we're here having a drink together. I mean, you, you got any brothers or sisters or anything? Yeah, I do. Let me look up my backstory real quick. <laughs> buffering. <laughs> <laughs> buffering, buffering. I, I would say that uh, Falzerin can tell that Shafty's being overly nice. Okay. Sort of out of sort of a little bit out of character form. Uh, okay. So does he say anything before I tell him about my family? No, it, it seems like I'm Falzerin's never seen me this interested in talking to somebody before. But but I'm seem very interested in your story. So I'm I'll note that, you know, mentally, but I think I'll just I'm not going to speak up and and comment on it. I'm just going to keep an eye and and take note of that. So funny you ask, Shaft. I do have siblings and family. So my parents, both uh, Zepha, my mom, and Garbin, my dad, they both live in, in barracks still. They run the temple. Um, Bron, my brother, he's older than me. He's kind of like the heir, I guess. He's going to take over the temple one day when they're gone or can no longer perform their duties. Then I also have a sister, Telma, and a brother, Adder. So I'm kind of the middle child. Read into it what you want. So you guys, you guys run the temple. Yeah, so we run the temple to Thor in the town. It's it's oh, a wow. very uh, successful temple. It's a very he's a very benevolent god. He's very nice, generous, and he he blesses us in many ways. So we do okay. Oh really? I I think I think I've been there. Is that is that the great big sort of? It, it's, it's like it has gold and, and statues and and things around the outside. That it, it's. It's, it's, it's pretty immense, right? I mean, do you have that, a lot yeah. of followers? That would be it. Yeah, the whole ah. the whole town are followers. You know, now that we're talking, the Brightwood name does sound familiar. If you're from Ducal, you, you should recognize the name. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't follow Thor. But he sounds like a great guy. Well, I, I hope to be able to show you how great he is one day. That's awesome. His power flows in me, so so hopefully you can see it. Hey, everyone, raise a glass to Thor! Cheers! <laughs> Cheers! Having led the previous chant, the short, crowd's already on your side. So, yeah, <laughs> everyone, they drunkenly raise their glasses and cheer for Elf! Boar! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you retire to your rooms. Um, I, don't believe, I don't know if any of you are, sh- are you, any of you sharing a room or... I think Shakara and I are having a sleepover. <laughs> I would share mine with Shaft if he's interested. Yeah, I think Falzern and I would split it. Okay. Any one-on-one conversations anyone want to have once you're in private? Yeah, I have a few few things I'd like to talk to Mia about, but I want to kick the boys off. Oh, no. I didn't see that. <laughs> so, Mia, I know we just met you yesterday. I, myself, have only known the boys for a short amount of time. I was just wondering what your thoughts on them were. What feelings do you get from them? Well, I think Falzerin's really nice and smart and also got you in all this trouble, or them, I don't know. Like, I honestly, sounds like they've lost a few friends and it's his fault ultimately but i don't really know i don't have all the details right i don't i doubt you do either shaft seems 
schmoozy. Like, he's really nice, but he seems like he's trying to schmooze me. Yes, I think Shaft is ultimately harmless. But yes, I, th I think maybe you should watch your pocketbook with him. Well, the good news is, Shakar, I spent all the money in my pocketbook at Campbell's. <laughs> Gotta keep the lights on for that guy. Campbell is a good friend. My concerns lie more with Falzerin, though. His best friend betrayed us. And I'm just not sure what to think of that. He does seem really surprised. Um... I don't know. I, d I haven't known him long enough. Nor I. I just thought it may be worth mentioning to see what your feelings were on the man. Well, do you think he'd be that good of an actor? Like, if, if he genuinely was in on something, I don't know that he could pretend that well. He seems very genuine. Well, Brendel did prize all of us. Yeah. I am unsure. They do seem like they have their hearts in the right places, though. Right. I mean, I'm kind of someone that just sees and believes the best in people, so until proven otherwise, like I said, Shaft kind of seems schmoozy, but, you know, they haven't done anything wrong. So, I, I'm just... I just feel the need to protect Aspara, right? I know you're yes. with me. You're trying to do your good deeds, so... I know we're on the same page. Yes. But I guess I'll have to keep a close eye on Falzer, and you're right. There could be more beneath the surface. It does not hurt to pay attention. Right. Hopefully he will prove us wrong. And he will be a true and loyal friend. Yeah, I think there's a lot him and Shaft know that we don't know, so I guess we'll find out. It does seem like they have been through quite a bit. Exactly. I am quite interested to see Heracleon. I have never been across the sea to the island. I haven't either. I was just thinking that. I can hardly sleep. I'm kind of excited. I am so glad we ran into each other. Me too. And you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus, <laughs> Shakara, as you are peeling off your armor, you know you and me are, are getting out of your gear to sleep in. Uh, you pull off the you know the the torso section, and a small piece of parchment slips out, kind of falls at your feet. Seemingly unnoticed by Mia. Okay, I'll pick it up real quick and uh, not really hiding it from Mia, but not going to show it to her either. And I'll open it up and see what it says. And it appears to be a note from Campbell. And it says, Guten Tag, Shikara. I did not want to say anything in front of your friends, but I must speak to you about a matter of great wonder. Please. Come to the shop as soon as you can. And it's signed, you know, in elegant script, Campbell. <laughs> okay. I will fold it up, and, and now I will try and hide it from Mia. Okay. And I'll look over at her. Is she in bed sleeping yet, or is she still batting down? I imagine you're both still in the process of winding down and 
yet to fully fall asleep, but... Okay, well, I, I will continue with my preparations for getting into bed, but not fully disrobe or anything, so that when Mia is... does seem to be sleeping, I will be able to quietly get up without having to put anything back on and, and go see Campbell. That's easy. And you're able to do so. Why don't you go ahead and uh, roll a stealth check, then? That's a 13. So you are just getting out in basically just, like, clothing, right? Like, no gear, you're not putting your armor back on, obviously, that would make too much noise. Right, yeah, just just my underclothes. Okay. Are you grabbing your weapon, or your shield, or are you going out armed? What are you doing? I would think I'd be going out, well, the Kraken had just come through, and everybody's still uneasy. So I don't think I would take my sword because I don't want to make people furtherly uneasy. But I would definitely take, um, I believe I have a dagger. Yeah, I have a dagger. Just just in case, just for a little bit of self-protection. But I don't expect any trouble in the, at night. But, you know, there's always unsavory people about in any town. And you do successfully get out without waking Mia into the street. And there are very few people on the street, of any, that you see. And you are able to make it to Campbell's shop unaccosted. Okay, I will softly knock on the door. Campbell! Campbell is Shakara. And you can raise your hand to knock, and even before you knock, Campbell, the door flings open. Ha! Ah, Shikara! Ah, I'm so happy you came to see me! Please, please, come in, come in! I got your note. Ah, yes, good, good. I have much to discuss with you. And he ushers you in and closes the door and locks it behind you. Yesterday morning, the, the day of the Kraken attack, it, I, I received a knock at my shop door, and when I opened it, there was no one there. But I did, however, find a box. And he kind of shuffles around back behind his counter and grabs something that seems to be kind of heavy for him a little bit and heaves it up onto the counter. And it's this... Maybe about a uh, you know a foot and a half by foot and a half, kind of a, a cubic blue box. It appears to be made out of sapphire, and on the front of it there are oh, two keyholes. This is very pretty. Ah, yes, it's quite quite interesting. I, I, I like I said, there was no one there, and I, I I took it into my shop and I noticed attached to the top was a, a rolled up parchment and. Unfurling it, I inside there was two keys, and I, I I think so. This is quite peculiar. And he again lowers a hand like behind the behind the counter and pulls up, holding two blue, also seemingly made of sapphire keys, and fell. Vans had my name on it and the other with yours. Oh, that's, that's very curious. And exciting! Yes, yes. Uh, when I... When I touched my key, I... Uh, I felt like I needed to open the box. And and so I did. And, and when I did, felt there was nothing inside. All that happened was... It's like a, a, a strange whisper in my mind. That I needed to get you here and show you this box. It's concerning. I, I don't know. I am quite curious, Shikara. I, would you like your key? And he holds the key with your name on it out to you. 
and I, I reach my hand out, but I don't quite touch it, and I'm like, is this wise? We don't know where this came from. This is true, but discovery, I, I, I do not know, but I, you see him, like, tighten his grip on his own key. I, I feel that this is of great importance. Well, together then, yes? Nah, da, da. And I'll reach out and grab the key. As you take it into your hand, you you feel how how ice cold it is, and you kind of take a firm grasp on it. And despite its current temperature, as soon as it's fully enveloped in your fist, it begins to glow and rapidly rise in temperature, hot enough where were you not have some type of natural fire resistance, it would be burning your hand. And with this intensity of heat, the glow intensifies as well. And Campbell and his shop, they disappear around you as your personal blue light special overtakes your senses. Suddenly you, you become weightless as you find yourself adrift in, in nothing but blue. There's kind of the, this deafening silence as the light itself feels like it presses in on you. And a series of images begin to flash in front of you. A windowless stone tower with a steeply angled, curved roof that rises to a sharp point. The only means of entrance appearing to be a reinforced wooden door. And this kind of lingers and, and then slowly fades to be replaced by Falzerin and Brendel standing together, facing each other. They're smiling, as longtime friends would do, as they embrace. And as they do so, both of their features morph into the now familiar-looking tentacle hair and forearm fins with gaping needle-teeth maw of the deep scion. And they, too, fade. Standing before you now, the third image is your Uncle Vanette in the condition in which you last saw his body. His once shimmering, coppery scales, and now that dull and faded muted color, patches of them having fallen off to reveal rotten skin beneath. His mouth opens and he breathes a gout of amorphous black flame at you. The blue light that surrounds you, it seems to harden and, and take full physical form, creating this translucent wall in front of you, protecting you from your uncle's flames. And expelling the last of his, his breath weapon, the, the light the light wall, it forms a new shape now. It forms a copy of you, this ghostly blue apparition. And though it's it's completely comprised of light, it does hold a metallic object in his hand. It holds a small brand. The light Shakara surges forward and grapples with your Uncle Vanette, seizing one of his undead arms. Vanette's dead flesh sizzles as light Shakara applies the brand. And the the apparition, the, the copy of you, it, it vanishes, leaving a now fully restored Vanette, his dragonborn scales, gleaming once more as he, he smiles at you, and he too fades away. Each one of these visions, they last for a, a handful of seconds before, before transitioning to the next, is the same three scenes appearing and disappearing over and over, their duration becoming shorter and shorter until... All you see is a blur of motion before you. 
And as these three visions, they become indiscernible from one another, they suddenly stop as if someone has, has flicked a switch. Still soundlessly is all of this taking place in front of you without any amount of noise to it. That, that So that pressing, like almost like your, your ears are, are muffled and kind of a like that high-pitched whine, you know, of your ears kind of ringing just from the seemingly the force of the light itself. And above you, this, this massive creature, it moves into your field of vision, passing far overhead from behind you. You see this thick, long body of a, a serpent making slow, twisting spirals in this blue light. It scales a, an even deeper blue. The, its entire form, it seems to have this, this edge to it, this outline that distinctly separates it from all of the encompassing light that you're still adrift in. And uh, in this in this light, you know, there's no point of reference. It's a very strange environment. It's kind of causes a bit of a, like a forced perspective. It skews your sense of scale. And even so, though, it's clear that this creature is enormous. Something like you've never seen something the size of this before. Like you would be the size of one of its scales in a in a patch of hundreds of thousands that cover its body. And as it, it kind of flies, you know, twisting and spiraling in this light, and it turns around back towards you, you now see the front of it, it has the head of a dragon on this long snake-like body. And it flicks a forked tongue out. And you hear the first sound since touching the key. Only a whisper, as if the source was right next to your ear. There is much for you to do, child. Let me assist you. Dendar the Serpent Mother can offer you much. Help me set things right. And that's all you hear from it, as abruptly as you were whisked away into this blue light special your your feet hit solid ground and you're you're back in Campbell's shop the key's light and temperature fade until it reverts back to that cold feeling in which you first grasped it and it now goes dark no longer glowing Campbell did you see that the serpent mother uh, nine uh, what do you mean you, i just you gave you the key the blue light and, and Uncle Vanette and, and Falzerin is a deep scion. Nine, 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 I saw none I of these. Oh, it was so overwhelming. I don't know, there was, there was a, another version of me. And I, I healed Uncle Vanette. And then, and then I was gone and then this just incredibly huge a serpent the serpent mother dendar have you ever heard the name dendar before nein that very unfamiliar yet somehow familiar i i cannot explain this she said there is much for me to do and she could help me what do you think that means i i i, I well, there is much going on. F perhaps 
she means the black goo. I, I do not know. I. What, what, sh what shall we do? I... Well, sh should we open the box? I, I. Da, da, yeah. Do, do we trust this serpent? I, uh, neither of us have heard of this before. I'm. This is. This this might be a path that we cannot return from. Well, it sounds like she wants to help. I I do not know. Do I do I even believe that Falsey that he's a a deep scion? He was with Brendel, and Brendel we know was. If that turns out to be true, then. This power, perhaps you need it. We need it. Yes, that is... That is a good point. How would we know? How would we know if he is a deep scion? I do not know much about these deep scions, but perhaps we can research a little bit more. I think that would be most wise. Okay. Open the box then. So I'll put my key in, and I'll turn it. And you do hear the click of something unlocking, and the lid opens itself. And lying inside is a metallic brand. I pick it up to look at it. You see that it is your Uncle Vanette's brand. But in addition to the intricate swirls in which you, I believe you modeled your own after his, right? Yeah. In addition to what he created before he set out, there's fully encompassing, encompassing it now is the etchings of a circular serpent with a dragon head. And as you touch it, it begins to, to glow hot. And it you know starts as if you would heat up your own brand to apply your markings, uh, you know, this uh, red, orangey color, and it quickly gets hotter and hotter and turns to a blue. Does it burn me, or can I still hold it? You can still hold it. Uh, I'm just going to stare at it, and I'll be like, Campbell, this is the serpent, the serpent mother. Well, what do we do? Do we apply it? I don't know. Um, it is hot, like I would do before branding myself. I will, on the other arm, I had been putting, I put the four brands on my left arm. Right. On my right arm, I will apply it. As you, yeah, as you press it, like, much like your own, it leaves this, this marking. As you pull it back, instead of the, you know, the, the modeled kind of scar tissue-y, burn mark of which your 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 brand applies uh it applies the the skin itself your skin turns blue around where the markings are and you feel like kind of through your body like this this ripple almost like a like almost like a shutter you know like like you get goose pimples kind of over across your whole body but it feels good 
And as you pull it back, you see that it is still hot and still glowing blue. Campbell still clutching his own key. He kind of rolls up a sleeve of, of the same arm in which you applied it. Sticks it out to you. We are in this together, my friend. I will brand you as I have done myself. Seal our fates together. And I put it on the same spot on his arm as it is on my arm. Ah! Ah! Eyes! I do not know how you do this! <laughs> He's not used to burning his own flesh, so... <laughs> <laughs> and you again, the same, same bluish skin coloration from his mark, and you see him... You know, his body kind of ripples. Ay, ay. Zaz, that feels so different. Ay. Ay. And as you pull the brand back, the box on the lid slams shut. And you hear the lock engage again. Oh, my. Uh. Okay. Well. Now we're doing something. And again, the, the each of the keyholes, they begin to glow in addition to both of your keys now. Well, now what? I, this is this is very, very strange. I, did the box lock again? I don't know. Do you feel different? I feel quite strange, yes. Maybe we need to lock it? Well... Would you like me to try? Are, are the, is there enough space so we could do it at the same time? Not really. They're like side, the holes are like side by side. It's not like, okay. you know, uh, two like arming, arming stations like yeah. 10 feet away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. Yes, since you went first last time, mayhaps you should go first again. Da, da, that. Okay. And he inserts his key into to the right side the right keyhole and turns it clockwise and you hear that click again and the box opens itself and now inside he reaches in and he pulls out this long stemmed plant with two bloom flowers on it and each flower has six slender long petals he sets it on the on the counter reaches in again and pulls out a vial of the black slime. Ah, this is very curious. Oh, one, one more. Again, goes back into the box and pulls up a sapphire mortar and pestle. Well, this is very interesting. I got my samples that I needed. Wait, the flower that he pulled out, is that the bloom that we were looking for at one point in time? does look very similar to the sketch in which Rugar made for you. I'm going to point to that. I'm like, that is something we have uh, yet to search for. Someone was looking for those. My word, I I do believe you mentioned this flower before to me. I did not know what it was at the time. Why were you searching for it? We ran into a dwarf who said... This flower has very magical properties. Uh, snow bloom, I believe he called it. Oh, and you see him uh, grab a, a scrap of parchment and a quill and start making some notations. Ah, magical properties, you say. Uh, well, this could come in very, very handy with my research. 
Yes, I believe so. Although, he was going to use it in ale. Well, perhaps it has more than fun purpose. I don't know. Ale is pretty nice. <laughs> well, if my experimentations do not work out, well, perhaps this serpent mother is trying to get me to pursue a new calling. <laughs> Mayhaps. And the box, again, slams shut, and you hear that click of the lock engage once more. And the keyhole in which Campbell inserted his sapphire key, it closes over. No longer there. Just as if it was always the flush sapphire material. And his key ceases to glow, while yours and your keyhole still remain glowing. I suppose... It is my turn once again. And I, I'll slowly put my key in and turn it. The second time you're using your key, as you turn it, you feel that same kind of goose pimply power. It kind of flows through you and into this key, into the box. It clicks open and opens itself again. And inside, for you, there are also three items. First of which, reaching in, you pick up a small metallic cube with arcane runes etched into it. So I'll, I'll pull that out and I'll be like, This is an odd thing. Have you seen one of these? Nein, nein. Those etchings are very interesting. And, you know, as you hold it in your hand, it you know, this blue kind of shimmer passes across its metallic surface. And the second item you pull out of the box is a carved sapphire ring. The band is the, the body of the serpent and the, of the serpent mother and its dragon head with this open mouth that sits where, where a jewel would normally be set on a ring. And the third item, you reach in and pull out a, a smaller metallic case. It's cast from lead. So it's roughly, you know, six inches long uh, and about four inches deep and stands uh, four inches high. Opening it, it does seem to be empty. Oh, it's empty. Well, perhaps you were meant to put something inside. I don't know what. I don't believe I have anything that size. Very curious. Is yes. there anything else in the box? I don't believe so. And as you take one last look at the lid slam shut again, and your keyhole also smooths over, and the gap in between the lid and the main body of this box also smooth over, and it just becomes this cube of sapphire. Well, I guess... That is all we were meant to have. Well, perhaps it is all that we need. But what do we do with them? Well, I know that I will get right to work. But what? Your items are very curious. I do not think that their purpose is quite clear currently. What's that ring? Do you know what that ring is? May I inspect this ring? Yes, I'll hand it to him. That, I believe, is the Serpent Mother. Da, da, this is very curious, and 
You see him rummage. Ah, you know, the fact I have this, these things for you. You see him go in, go into his back room and rummage around and pulls out, comes out with a with a potion. Well, this should help you to figure out what this thing does. And he holds to you a, a potion of identify. Okay, I uh, I don't even ask what it is. I just chug it. <laughs> and you pick up the ring once more, and immediately you you learn its properties. This is a, a ring of enhanced breath weapon. Oh. So the damage of your breath weapon while wearing this ring is now increased by 2d6. And you add double your proficiency bonus to the save DC for your breath weapon. Oh, this will make my fire breath more effective. Ah, wunderbar. Immediately I put it on. Between the, the potion and you now wearing it, uh, as you slip it on, it seems to, to tighten around your finger to fit. Uh, you know, obviously not tight enough to cut off circulation, but like tight enough where like giving it a tug, it, it no longer comes off. And you just, again, very much like the shimmer that rolls through, you get a sense that like this was, this was crafted for you. And you, you do not need to attune to this. Um, it, does not, it does not count towards the, the three magic weapon attunement limits or anything like that. It won't come off, but it feels right. Like it was meant for me. Um, will the, does the potion last long enough that I can look at the metallic box and get anything from that? Um, sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, you pick up and examining the, this lead box. It, it doesn't appear to be magical in nature. Why don't you roll me an arcana check, though? 17. So despite this box having no magical properties, the properties of the lead in which it's cast from, you do know that if something is encased in lead... The, the, this metal can serve as a, a basically a, a protective barrier or even a blocker uh, against some magical effects. So this box, you 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 clean that it would be should you need to store something that maybe has some type of aura effect or is some type of dangerous item that could possibly be tracked. That a, a lead box would block such effects. Oh, I realize. This could be very helpful in hiding things or blocking things from others' knowledge. Mm, very interesting. Ah, the potions are very good potion. Yes, your potions are always wonderful. Well, perhaps you are supposed to procure something? Mayhaps, because I don't believe I have anything now that would need to go in there. What else did you see in your vision? I saw... I saw Falsey and Brendel turn into deep scions. Falsey. Falsey and they not fit in that box. <laughs> no. No. Not as he is now, anyway. <laughs> uh, perhaps when you get done with him is he is a deep scion. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. Uh, I saw... Uncle Vanette. I saw an alternate me heal Uncle Vanette in Uncle Vanette's 
brand. Do I still have the the brand, right? You do, yes. And it has stopped glowing. Will that fit in the box? Sure, sure. The 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 circumference, yeah, the circumference of of the design itself, but you know, the, this what six inch handle of it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly fits in the box. Maybe for now, I will keep this in the box, and I'll put the the new brand in there. Okay. I don't know that the others need to know about this right now. Yes, well, I, I, I agree. I did not want to say anything in front of them. I, especially with now your concerns about Falzer. The, the wizard, he was quite close with Brentle, yes? Yes. Also, I didn't tell you before. Shaft's brother was in the cave and one of the people that called forth the Kraken. Now, what? He did seem surprised to see Shaft. They hadn't seen each other in some time and I, I believe Shaft thought he was dead. But who knows? Well, uh, I know that uh, a lot of things can happen in a few years' time. I, I do not know. Your, I suggest that you look, be very wary around your compatriots, my friend. Yes, and we did just meet Mia. We know nothing about her. Da, da. There is a lot to take in. I am glad that I did not agree to come with you, I must say. Yes, it's probably for the best. I would hate for anything to happen to you. I believe that my purpose now from this serpent mother is, is here in, me, in my shop. As I, I believe that this goo is, despite this crack and rising, it is still out there. Yes, and doing unspeakable things. We must learn of ways to combat it. Yes, per- perhaps I can find some type of counter-agent or, or cure for its effects. Yes, that would be most helpful. And some way to defeat the Kraken would be nice as well. Ah, yeah, da, da, da. I, I do hope that this snow bloom is, is the key to it all. Uh, where, where does you see, say that this, this flower, do you know where it grows? Uh, I, what if I need more? It was somewhere in the Vargreg Mountains, on some high peak that Shaft is familiar with. My word, this Shaft character, he comes up quite a bit, does he not? He seems to be very connected to all of this. I had not thought of that. Mayhaps I need to stick around him and Falzerin to make sure they do not cause any harm. Or alternately to protect them should they come out on the side of right what if they are just pawns in some bigger game perhaps I mean what if we are now clearly we are an agent of some higher power I do hope that this Dendar is a force of good I as do I. I fear 
what we have gotten ourselves into. Well, I am glad that we are in it together, my friend. Yes, I know I can always count on you. And I, you. He gives you a gives you a hug. <laughs> well, I do not think that you should be away much longer. What if? What if your compatriots they they notice? I. What what will you tell them if anything? I. I... Ah, perhaps I can say I was restless and needed to go for a walk, but I left them all sleeping. Though I am sharing a room with Mia, I shall have to be sneaky getting back in. Ah, da, da. Ah, you know what? I shall. How about I? I shall give you one, one more healing potion as part of the cover. Perhaps your restlessness proved because of your. Limited supplies. I, I believe I have at least one more I can I can give you. Yes, that would be very helpful and a very good excuse. <laughs> and he do give you a, another uh, regular health potion. I will leave you now. When we come back from this next adventure, I will check in with you and see what progress you have made, and fill you in on what I have discovered. Ah, excellent. I, I, I will get right to work. And he steps over to, to to inspect his own mortar and pestle. Okay, and I'll grab up my things and uh, head off. Okay. And yeah, you, you, you're able to make it back. Uh, once you roll another stealth check to get into the room here. That's a, a 15. Good. As, you know, you're not in your armor, so you don't have disadvantage, which is good. And Mia's still sound asleep and seems to not have noticed your departure. I will uh, very quietly put the cube, the strange cube, and the lead box in my satchel. Okay. And climb back into bed and kind of stare at and play with the ring for a little bit as I fall asleep. And that's our show. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're the Encourageable Par on Twitter, Encourageable Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to EncourageableParty.com for additional world and NPC information and check out some of the merchandise there. Be the cool kid at your next game night by donning some Encourageable Party apparel. Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Go to CriticalHitDesign.com for your design needs. All ambient sounds and music are courtesy of TabletopAudio.com. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!